Hello and welcome to this episode of The Big Question here on Feltham FM. This episode is going to focus on the topic of depression and exactly what it means. I am joined by... Uh, Jasmine. And Kieran. Excellent. Thank you, guys. A lovely introduction. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was almost like we'd prepared. <laughs> yeah, almost like, you know. You, you know. I, although this is quite weird for me, for me to be actually leading the way on an episode. This yeah, is that's a bit weird. Last time, last time we were in the same recording booth, you were furiously arguing that, you know, the division wasn't awful and I was winning that argument because it is. So, oh, you, was this the you, video games one? You, you, yeah, it was, it was funny. You <laughs> thought you were winning the argument. I won that argument. I'm, I'm very sure I won. Anyway, the I people, are, the, our listeners, <laughs> our listeners aren't here today to listen to us talking about video games. We're actually here to talk about a really serious topic and one that we think needs to be yeah. sort of talked more. Um, we wanted to talk about depression because we feel actually out of a lot of the mental health illnesses and things that we're going to be talking about over the next few weeks, depression is one that's generally the most misunderstood, I think. Do we all sort of agree with yeah. that? Yeah, I can, I can definitely I can definitely get behind that mm-hmm. as a statement. Yeah. Um, and I think also as well, it's so common, isn't it, to hear people go, mm. oh, I feel so depressed. Uh, yeah. It's sort of just oh. like a statement. And we sort of hear it every day. And mm. It's because people don't know the difference between being depressed and then feeling like having like anxious anxiety yeah. mm-hmm. or even feeling sad and yeah and people I th- do just assume that depression is you feel sad yeah and I, I think that's the problem isn't it it's just so many people sort of feel I, I know having I mean I, I've taught about mental health for the, the sort of a, about four or five years now and I know you talk to students and you talk about depression and so on and their first response is always oh, when someone feels sad or yeah. down yeah and so on and they're not strictly wrong in in no. terms of that, but the problem is it, it's it's trying to get that definition across, isn't it? That actually depression is that it's so much more than yeah, that. it's that further step on. Mm. Um, so I've heard people say that depressions, it's kind of you don't feel anything, you feel really mm-hmm. empty. Yeah, it's, yeah. So that's it's, that's how I probably describe it. That's kind of like the difference it. of feeling yeah. sad. It's yeah, yeah. So you go from like a state of feeling anything from to like from that to almost feeling just nothing pretty much it is Mm. it's it's a little bit scary if i'm honest Mm -hmm. it is it is a little bit scary when you like first encounter it you're like what's going on here yeah i don't understand and i think that's mainly because obviously as a depression can make you feel really alone even when Mm. you are surrounded Mm. by people oh yeah yeah um and i think that is actually one of the biggest problems isn't it that is you know as a as a race as a group human beings are naturally yeah. social people yeah and so if you're going through your entire life or going through a period of your life feeling constantly alone even when you're surrounded by your classmates sort of huge groups of people yeah it can be really scary yeah you don't know how to sort of deal with it um the good news is though there is there is treatment for depression it is yeah. possible something to work through but it's not I think the other problem is that everybody immediately thinks there's like this immediate fix to it. Yeah. Uh, Kieran, you and I were talking before this episode, before we started recording, of the fact that, you know, the, that most common saying oh, that God. we get from people. Oh, Do you want to tell? I, can I yes, please? Can. Yes. Oh, this is my favorite analogy. I came up with this last night and I'm so proud of myself. I'm a little bit too proud of myself about this. <laughs> um, like when, when you tell people that you have depression and they come up to you and you, they go, Oh, why don't you just try being happy? You think I haven't given that a go? Do you actually say that? I've oh, so many people. Yeah, people say so that. So many people. I've had more people say that than go, 
oh, that's awful. I've had more people say, well, haven't you just tried being happy? I don't Some of them might have been joking, but I also find it very difficult to tell but, between that. But, like, it's... The, the thing that really gets me is if, like, if I was being eaten by a bear, you wouldn't just tell me to... You would just go, well, stop being eaten by that bear. I can't. It's a bear. I'm, I'm to- actually really shocked that some people would just be like, oh, yeah. just be happy. Yeah. Cause I, I, but then I think I've got more of a understanding about mm. people who feel like that mm-hmm. because my mum, ha- like my mum's on pills for yeah. anxiety mm-hmm. and she's gone through that. Yeah. So I think I've probably got a better understanding than most people. I, I'm so shocked that people actually say, yeah. just I think, be happy. I think the problem is, and, you know, again, you know, from experience of, of talking to particularly young people and so on, mm. it's because they got such a, a misunderstanding of what depression is and they do see it as is when you're sad and so on. And yeah. and therefore, to them, their natural reaction, and you can almost understand it to a certain extent, which is that, you know, oh, you just need to think positively. Yeah. Um, and I think before we go any further, we probably need to classify exactly how, like, the medical profession define depression yeah which is that so the idea that the sort of medical profession gives about depression and so on is that it is perfectly normal in life to have moments where you feel sad where you feel down that's how we go through life that's how we actually deal with things in life Mm. it would be more worrying if people didn't have those feelings the problem actually is that when those feelings become persistent so they Mm. actually start staying with you for longer periods of time you find it more difficult to, to deal with them and adjust to them. And the official classification from the medical profession is that if you've been in a, a state of consistent sadness or loneliness for more than two weeks, that's when they actually start then investigating whether or not there's a different cause behind it. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, life events can happen. Mm. We can we can lose people that we love in terms of, uh, sort of um, bereavement and so on. And again, it's really natural to feel yeah, yeah. sad and so on about that. You know, if we have an argument with someone, again, it's actually natural that we may feel an effect from that. And again, it would be more worrying if people didn't. The problem is, is actually when you can't start adjusting and moving on from that state. Mm. Um, so there's actually five main types of depression that uh, doctors uh, sort of classify. So the first one yeah. is minor depression, and that's generally where you're mm. having those symptoms we just described for the two weeks or longer. Yeah, yeah. But don't you're not necessarily at what they would class as a major mm. depressive stage at that point. So does you're it, still does it like affect your life? Yeah, yeah. I, it, it does in the fact that maybe you're struggling to maybe enjoy things you did beforehand. Uh, you're finding it difficult. Maybe you know even simple things like, for example sitting at home reading a book, you might struggle to concentrate on reading that book and so on. You you find it quite difficult to go from day to day. Um, and then when you move on to clinical depression or major depression, that's when actually these symptoms start really affecting your day-to-day life. Yeah. So generally people that are in that minor depressive state might struggle at home and find work a bit difficult, but they're still able to operate. They're still able to get on with the majority of their day-to-day yeah. lives. Yeah. But... Major depression can actually be things like, so it actually affects your ability to come to school, affects your ability to work, even right down to you can't sleep properly, concentration is, is, is mm. more or less gone. Yeah. Um, you can't eat sometimes, or in some cases also you're drastically overeating to try mm. and compensate for how you're feeling. It can be either or. Yeah. Um, and it's typically once you reach that major depressive state that actually 
that's when you need to start seeking treatment or yeah. talking to people. Yeah. Um, because actually this is the one, uh, it's interesting, the stats I found said that most people that go into a, a major depressive state will experience just one of these states in their lifetime and they're able to move on from it. Mm. Yeah. Someone that's suffering from depression on a, a more... Consistent. Uh, yeah, consistent basis are yeah. actually pretty regularly within that depressive state. Mm. And that can be really scary yeah. because it also just can creep up on you. There's not necessarily a warning bell or something that goes, you know. It's not like yeah. something happens. No, no. no. It's, it's, it's not just, like yeah. you're able to look at your calendar and go, oh, it's going to happen on that yeah. day. I need to prepare yeah. for it. It's just like <laughs> yeah. you wake up in the morning and you're like, oh, God. Yeah. And then it's just everything's really awful for like mm. a whole day. And you come home and then everything's awful there. And it's not. it's not even necessarily like... Like everything is actually legitimately horrible. It's not like you've gone to school and just you've dropped all of your stuff and just everything's been like like rained on. You you got like shoved in a toilet. It's not like that. It's just you went to school, nothing of particular interest happened. It was just you were just not having a good day. Mm -hmm. And you come home and like you have to do stuff, but in you're in such a bad mood that doing stuff is the last thing you want to do. Yeah. So it's it's like hell and it is it's really horrible and that will last for like I, just speaking from experience, that lasts for like a week, two weeks. Well, people with depression, they're not more likely to only focus on the bad. Yeah, that, that's it. I think from conversations I've had with people and so on and things you read in terms of people that I've sort of talked about dealing and living with depression, they generally say that actually it can be the really small things that actually cause the biggest issue in terms of how they're feeling and so on. So, you know, you could have like a full-on disagreement with someone. That's fine. Yeah. You can deal with that. But, for you know, it could be a simple comment said by a friend that maybe they're busy, they're on the way of doing something, and they just say something such in a way and mm. someone just dealing with depression and so on, their brain misreads that completely. Yeah. And yeah. it can actually be that really small thing that does more damage to someone mm. or more harm in terms of like the big stuff that yeah. we deal with yeah. on a daily basis. And it doesn't necessarily mean that people who are friends with people with depression, like my friends, I don't tell them to, I don't tell them to watch everything they say because they no. might trip me off. I'm just like, just speak like you normally would, and yeah. if I'm in a bad mood, you'll know about it. Yeah. Mainly because I probably won't be here. But it's it's sort of it's a difficult thing to be able to deal with. As a as someone, because I my mum, she won't mind me saying this because she's not going to listen. But my mum, uh, she's suffered with it for the entirety of her life, yeah. and I'm I'm I've got it through genetics, thank the Lord. Um, you know, whoop whoop genetics and all that biology for the win. But um, so I I lived with her suffering with it for about um, eleven years before I sort of sort of became sort of aware that it was a, a it like a like an issue, like yeah. a mental health thing. Mm -hmm. And then like I sort of began to understand it a little bit more. And it's just sort of you don't you shouldn't be treating them differently. Just treat them like you would any normal person. But if they're in that sort of mood where you're like, maybe they're not feeling so great. Maybe just like give them a little bit of space, give yeah. them some time. Don't like bundle on top of them. You don't want the fuss of it. No, that's the last thing you want. But at the same time, I think it's also where we'll come to this later on when we're talking about how people can sort of maybe start to try and deal with these things. Yeah. Can't stress enough that actually your friendship groups mm. are your lifeline. Mm. They're, it's worth pointing out that people that are going through an episode and so on or a depressive state will 
will feel the need to push people away because yeah. it feels easier to be able to deal with things on their own. Mm. When in reality, what they actually need is more than ever, they need their friends, their family around yeah. them uh, I, in order yeah. to cope with stuff. And it's, it's easier to tell someone to go away and leave yeah. you alone than, than it is to actually, explain yeah. what's going on. And the, the thing is, when you try and explain it to someone, they won't see it from your point of view. They'll just see it as, well, nothing really happened, so what? Yeah. They'll mm -hmm. see it as that, where you're like, no, it's horrible, everything's awful. Um, so if we just go through the other main three types of depression. Um, so uh, the next one is bipolar disorder, or sometimes known as manic depression. Yeah. Um, and you, some of you may be some more aware. So, for example, people like Stephen Fry yeah. have talked very openly mm. about the fact that he lives with manic depression. Yeah. And the manic depression has two really extreme states, which mm. is that you go from major mood swings where you will go from a major state of depression and then, hence the name of it, you will actually go to this really extreme period of complete and utter manic sort of... Um, Insanity. Yeah, like, it could be. You, you can be really productive. Yeah, I mean, some people actually say that, you know, they wouldn't change having it because during those productive times, they are the most productive they've ever been. It, yeah. They actually have learned to sort of embrace that manic mm. period. Yeah, it's like a high. It's like you get yeah. really low and then it's a mm. really high. Yeah. Yeah. Because my, um, yeah, my uncle has bipolar. Mm-hmm. And it is, it's like, you have really, really good days, yeah. but then you have mm. really, really yeah, bad it, days. It, yeah, unfortunately, it's generally one or the other. It, it yeah. doesn't, there doesn't necessarily tend to be that, that middle ground sometimes. Yeah. Um, then the next one is seasonal affective disorder, which generally kicks in, yeah. particularly more during the winter time of mm. year. Um, it's so, the blues, isn't it? Yeah, winter blues, yeah, is, winter blues is, is what my mum's got. It's great. Um, live with. I mean, and it's, it's a lot easier to deal with though because you yeah. you know sort of what sort of time yeah. of year yeah, it's yeah, coming around yeah. but the the idea is because obviously the days are drawing in there's less sunlight and yeah. everything else in you you know we you are generally possibly traveling to school in the dark or traveling to and from mm. work in the dark it means effectively you for a period of time you're just you're not getting that sunlight that we yeah. actually all need that's an important yeah. aspect in terms of us feeling mm. better about ourselves in terms of our physical biology as well yeah. we need it because it provides us with vitamin d yeah, if we don't absolutely. get enough of that that will probably be um, triggering it but. but as the days will get longer you know you can move through it so as, as kieran yeah. said it can it is is possibly the the type of depression where you can maybe preempt things a little bit, yeah. put plans in place, yeah. and there are ways. I mean, it's like um, uh, you can get sort of those light boxes that yeah. are sort of artificial yeah, sunlight, which means you're still getting yeah. that top up of. of yeah, we have we have one of those in our house, but my mum, uh, <laughs> she takes it very well. Bless her, she actively rings round people that she knows she'll be coming in contact with. Yeah. She's like, I'm very sorry <laughs> for what's about to happen. This is <sighs> it's it's getting to winter, and people are like. Winter is coming. Winter is coming. <laughs> nice, nice game of phone. You, you, you just have to go on holiday, wouldn't you? Um, mm. Well, that's it. That is how some people do it, don't they? Yeah, just, yeah they, they, they just, go just on intentionally holiday. move somewhere sunny. For yeah, six months. yeah. And one of my uncles, um, he's got his, he's got enough money to actually have a holiday home yeah. in Australia. So for the summer, he lives here, but then in the winter, he goes and lives in Australia, and that's how he copes with it. And he. Fine. Yeah, he's doing uh, really well. Yeah, for himself. You know, and, and to be honest, I can see why some people dealing with that would go to that extreme. If it means yeah. that they're they're feeling good about uh, able to deal with things and mm. feeling healthy, then why not? Yeah. Um. The last one is one that um generally is a bit more specific, which is postnatal yeah. uh, depression, which yeah. obviously can hit mothers. Mm. Uh, but it is worth pointing out as well that it, there have been cases of actually fathers 
yeah. yeah, suffering from this as well. You know, you suddenly become a parent. Um, you're maybe trying to adjust to life as a parent, and it would be fair to say, I mean, I'm not a parent, but mm. I can. Again, I don't think any of us can accurately represent this. No, I but like this I, get, I mean, I, I have I have lots of <laughs> friends uh, that have become parents in the past few years, and I know yeah. it can be a real challenge and adjustment. Mm. Um, yeah, that's what my mum. You know. My mum went through that, and it was because she had anxiety anyway, mm. and then she mm. has this on top. She had yeah. that on top of it. And it's it, it is horrible yeah. when you yeah. it can be really difficult. Look at it. Um, so those are sort of the five main types. There are mm. other classifications or other, if you like, sort yeah. of things that fall inside those and so on. But yeah. I know those are the five that we tend to teach students about when mm. we're covering it in mm. citizenship and so on. Um, now, Jasmine, I believe you have some sort of stats and figures in yeah. terms of hit, sort of hit things. Us up with them statistics, <laughs> yeah, <boy. laughs> statistics. Uh, so that you know, we can maybe give a, a bit more of an idea yeah. of just how common this can be, mm. and so on. What, one, once Jasmine has unlocked her phone, yeah, well, my phone's very temperamental. So, so I've got I've got a lot on different methods on how you can treat how it's treated okay yeah. so a lot of people would go for being on drugs yeah like medical mm. medical yep. like mm-hmm. my mom's on uh satazapran yeah i think that's how you yeah. say it yeah, I, yeah. i'm not yeah. entirely sure yeah i've heard about um, that one but she also has phone like pho- online phone yeah so cognitive behavior is it cognitive yeah, behavior yeah, yeah cbt yeah cognitive therapy behavior yeah, therapy. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. and she has it on the phone so it's it's when she wants yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm. you don't have to make an appointment. No, and actually, that's a, that, really that sometimes yeah. just having someone that doesn't necessarily know you so well to talk to can actually make a big difference as well because they, mm. as bizarre as it sounds, they're, they're the ones that are trying to ask the questions that will help you start working through maybe how you're feeling and so on. So, yeah, that's yeah. a really good thing. And we're, we'll go into a bit more detail about these sort of treatments and things in a bit. Yeah, yeah. and they... Uh, I read like one of the best things to do is to talk to your doctor, mm-hmm. even if it you might not think it's really significant. Yep. But mm-hmm. if you talk to them, then they'll be able to give you the help. Yeah. yeah. Or some help. Mm-hmm. And that's that's how I got any because I'd gone through a really bad period. And I, I went to my doctor and was just like, "It's probably you probably won't be able to do anything about this, but I've this has happened and mm. all these things have been going on." And he was like, "Yeah, dude, you." You've got a family history with this. You've probably got depression. Mm-hmm. And he was like, we've got a counsellor. You can go see them. Like, go and go and get book an appointment. Mm-hmm. And I went and booked an appointment. And I had uh, an hour and a half long session. And then I have, like, one every two months. Okay. And mm-hmm. it, it does help. It really helps. You've got a so, chance to yeah. check in with someone. Yeah. yeah. Definitely go and see yeah. your doctor. Mm-hmm. Because... It's it's what they're paid to do. Yeah, and I think they're that's professionals. Th- they know what they're doing. I think that's also one of the biggest challenges the people experiencing depression so on have, which mm. is actually admitting that they they're going through this. Yeah, because I think again, I think it's really easy to fall into the trap of thinking I'm going to be bothering someone if I say I'm struggling mm. with stuff. Yeah, that I'm going to be, uh, you know, no one's everyone's just going to look at me like I'm weird, I'm strange. And you if know? they if yeah. they've been dealing with it for a long time, they might not think anything's wrong no yeah. know, in the it, sense like, yeah if it's like, sort of becoming almost that normal state yeah that's when it's really worrying yeah actually and that's when like other people will maybe start to step in and be like i think there's i think there's something more here that you need to go and get checked out um 
So it, it is really important to sort of talk to people. Now, in terms of the symptoms of depression, now, before I read out this list, I'm mm. going to stress that most of these things happen to people on their own, perfectly yeah. legitimately, and yeah. so on, yeah? What we're talking about here in terms of this sort of list of symptoms and so on is very much a case of this is sort of these symptoms in a group together yeah. happening to someone and so on, okay? Um, Instead of just one of these, it's an amalgamation yeah. of a lot of them. Yeah. It doesn't have to be all of them. You don't no. have to have the whole thing. Like, no. if you've got the whole grab bag, well done, you've got bingo, but that's not exactly <laughs> a good thing. Um, so it was, the most common one is tiredness and loss of energy, which obviously, mm. for most people, particularly students this time of year, exam time, everything else, is actually a really common feeling. And yeah. I think, again, it comes down to being aware of your own body, who you mm. are, being able to identify, okay, is this me feeling stressed and tired or is this maybe something different? Yeah. Um, persistent st- sadness. And again, this brings us back to, you know, we're not just talking about maybe like you've had a day where you're feeling off. This mm. is, you it's know, weeks weeks of feeling yeah. sort of uh, like this. Loss of self-confidence and self-esteem. That's a big one. That, and, and I think... I, again, I think you can tell when people are going through this because they've become withdrawn. They maybe struggle to express themselves yeah. uh, and so on. Uh, and then the other one that can happen so easily is difficulty concentrating. Yes. Um, and that yeah. could be everything from, like, like we said earlier, even sitting down reading a book, playing a video game, watching mm. TV. It can be just difficult to concentrate yeah. on that, let alone yeah. anything else. And I can't, um, I can't play a video game by myself. I've got to be on with someone else yeah. because then actively I won't lose interest because mm-hmm. I think it's rude. I'm yeah. just, I, like The only reason I'm still there is like I don't necessarily want to be playing this, but it's rude to leave now. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. have to keep going. So it can be like really like small things that yep. you just oh, can't. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Concentrate on which, you can't miss. Which comes back to what we said earlier. That sometimes it's the really small aspects of of, yeah. of your daily life that actually have the big, most mm. imp- been impacted the most about this. Yeah. Um, other things, so uh, not being able to enjoy things that are usually pleasurable or interesting. Uh, undue feelings of guilt or worthlessness. Yeah. Um, you uh, Again, it's really, really easy to feel, fall into this trap of just feeling guilty about even admitting that you're struggling or something because yeah. you feel like you're being a burden to someone if you mm. tell them that you're struggling mm. and, and so on. Um, sleeping problems. Yeah, uh, I get that. Know. And yeah. that, that can either be that you're not sleeping at all or, or you're, you're sleeping, sleeping way, way too, much. too much. Or even that your sleeping pattern's completely out of whack. Yeah. And I know that mine is because I sleep most of my time during the day. Yeah. I go home about, get home about four o'clock. I will then sleep through until about seven or eight. Yeah. And then I only get about three hours sleep a night. Mm-hmm. And that's, I know that's a bad thing, but it's just how my body works now. It's yeah. it, there is no alternative for me. Um, so avoiding other people. Even mm-hmm. your closest friends, because again, you find it difficult to maybe form the, uh, the explanation of what you're yeah. feeling, yeah, and so on. Um, finding a function of hard to function at work, school, college, um, loss of appetite, or alternatively, eating loads. It, yeah. it can be either or. Um, you can go can through be, stages of both. You yeah. can go through stages where you won't eat anything, and then you'll go through a stage where you'll eat everything that mm-hmm. that you can find. And it is, um, that's worrying, especially for other people as well. Yeah, and it, it does, and that in itself obviously isn't healthy because obviously if you're changing, if your weight's mm-hmm. going up and down, yeah, that can cause problems. I think the other thing that most people don't realize is that depression is obviously a mental illness, mm. but sometimes it can cause real physical pain. Yeah. 
Um, because again, you know, if, if your brain is struggling to cope with what you're going through, it mm. will manifest that pain in any way it can. And that yeah. can be physical aches, pains, yeah. uh, and so on. Um, and then obviously we come to the sort of the, the darker sort of aspects of what depression can do, which is things like suicide, mm -hmm. thinking about death, um, and self-harm. Yeah. Um, and I think it's really important that we sort of stress now more than ever that if you are finding yourself thinking like that, if you're thinking about suicide, if you're thinking about sort of death on a regular basis, mm. if you're thinking about self-harm, I'm begging you, please go and get help. Please yeah. tell someone you are... Because nobody deserves to spend their time feeling like that is yeah. the only option that's available to yeah. them. Um, and... It, Unfortunately, if, you, if you've got that sense of of just being that low and that alone, yeah, God's sake, talk to someone. Yeah, because there's not... there's going to be someone there who cares for you enough that they'll want to listen. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think that's the important bit. There are people that care, even though mm. you're, you're you're people, you know, people that are dealing with this, their brains will tell them no one does. Yeah, there are, you know, there mm. there always are your 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 friends, your family and so on there there's such an important lifeline when you're doing this um the hardest part is though making that first step to actually tell yeah. someone yeah because once you've told someone then it's like mm. a weight goes off your shoulders mm -hmm. and you will find yourself talking and yeah it starts to make sense yeah once once you make that first contact and once you sort of admit it almost mm -hmm. Yeah, it makes everything so much easier. Yes, it's that first step of being like, "This is a thing that I mm -hmm. have," and then from that point onwards, it gets easier every yeah. time. Yeah, I think once once you admit that you mm. are dealing with this, actually, it becomes easier to talk about yeah. stuff. And I think it's really important as well that if you don't feel comfortable talking to um, friends, family, you're just not sure how to even broach the subject. There are helplines out there, so. The two charities that we're working hard to support, Mind and Calm, operate helplines uh, throughout the day. You can ring them and they will offer you support. They will talk to you. They will just, they'll be there on the other end of the phone when you need someone to be. Um, the Samaritans is obviously yeah. another one yeah. that's really important. Um, and what we do is we're going to put all the sort of links to the websites, but also the helpline numbers and everything in the show notes for this episode. Yeah. So you've got them all there. There are well. so many. You just need to. Yeah. No, there's mm. more than you think. Yeah, and I think that's the other really important bit that They're actually this known. is the, there are there are loads of organisations out there that want to help, that want to be there yeah. for you. Um, okay, so we've obviously talked about the symptoms. We talked about what it can be like to live with it. Let's talk a little bit about treatment, which obviously Jasmine you sort of touched on yeah. earlier on. Um, there's loads of different ways. There's so many ways. Um, and it can be something I say as simple, but that's a really bad way to say this. Yeah. But keeping active yeah. can help. And I know regularly doctors will say, you know, exercise and so on. Mm. Quite ironically, the last thing you want to do if you're in the middle of a depressive yeah. episode is exercise. Just get up and go outside. <laughs> um, but in fact, actually keeping active because that helps build sort of your adrenaline levels and so yeah. on, which help combat this. Uh, as mm. a, some people find exercise like really relaxing yep. and they yeah. really like yep. it and it because yeah. it releases endorphins yeah. and, and, really, and it does some people are lucky enough that regular exercise allows them to keep the, yeah. their depression and things in mm. check um connecting with people we've already sort of said yeah obviously and that can be as simple as a text message yeah um and again 
I think it's really important to stress that it can also be as simple as receiving a text message from yeah. someone just saying, hi, how are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you, you, people, you have no idea how much this no. text message yeah. from someone can mean to someone oh, yeah. receiving it. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think that is the other problem at times we all become, we don't, you know, we mm. might go weeks without talking to people or our friends yeah. and so on. It's really important that we maintain contact and, mm. and, you know, a text message, even if it's not, I think, I know from my own experience, I can send a text message and if I don't get a reply back within a couple of hours, I start to worry I've done something wrong, I've bothered them yeah. and so on. It just comes down to people have got stuff going on, but I promise you, mm. they will get back to you. They will text yeah. and, and so on. But it can be, yeah. it, it's such a good feeling to receive that message yeah. and so on. And it doesn't even have to be a conversation. I'm One of the things that can help is just being near someone. Yeah. Like it, it, you don't have to talk to them. If, if you know someone that's going through a tough time, don't feel like you have to make them talk to you. No. Don't be like, oh, how are you feeling? Tell me everything. Mm-hmm. If they don't want to talk, don't talk. Yeah. Just sit there with them. Just yeah. sit with them. Just and, be with them. Yeah. And they'll know because it's physically the presence of someone there really helps. Yeah. And it is it is just a nice thing because you don't have to explain anything. You don't have to talk about anything that you're feeling. You just know that there's someone there. Yeah. No, I think that's really, really important. You know, it, it is just about supporting one another, even in the mm. simplest ways of being near one another, hanging out. You don't necessarily have to talk. It's just about being with people. Yeah. Um, Taking care of yourself is obviously important, but it's also one of the most difficult things to do. Yeah. Um, but it is trying to make sure you're, you're eating properly and so on. But, you know, as a whole, that comes with time and practice and sort of knowing how, you know, what mm. actually works for you and so on. And then we move on to the more sort of the larger treatments, which yeah. we talked about as well. So cognitive behavior therapy is a really... Uh, it can be an important one. I think for most doctors as well, it's generally a requirement. Now, when you go through, um, sort of you, you go and see a doctor and say that you're dealing with these. And the idea behind cognitive behavior therapy is that it helps you sort of identify the triggers that yeah. might start an episode, mm. but also then how you can deal with them. Mm. Um, and again, it does take time. It can be really difficult sometimes even admitting what those triggers are and, and yeah. how they do stuff. Yeah. But I think it's also a really important step and really useful for people. Yeah. Um, and then there's a, another form of cognitive behavior therapy called mindfulness, um, which is very much about trying to help you be in the now rather than worrying about what's happened in the past or even going to happen yeah. in the future. Yeah. I know a few people have had this and they said it, 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 mm. it does help. Yeah. But it is the sort of thing where if it's not, the, it, it, yeah. it, it has to be for you. Yeah, it doesn't work for everybody. But I think it's been described to me by a professional as learning when to, it's almost like being on a train platform. Trains coming towards you, learning when to step onto that train and deal with stuff. Yeah. And just to let it go past and more instead and focus on what's on the other side yeah. of the platform type thing. Yeah. Um, Counselling which yep. obviously Kieran's sort of talked about. Um, and again, yeah. being able to talk to someone. Mm. And I think the difference between talking to a counsellor and say your family, your friends, is that this is someone that's trained to ask the questions that yeah. are needed to help you deal with stuff. They're probably more understanding of mm. what you're going through. Like yeah. They've seen it before. Yeah, yeah. So yep. instead of like, if you talk to your family, they might not have seen this before. They mm. might not fully understand what mm-hmm. you feel and yeah. what's going on than a counsellor they would have seen yep. it before they would have spoken to many people mm. who all have it different cause yep. none of it it's never the same for what 
No, no, yeah. no it does it's change. Different. It's, it's different for, for everybody. Every These people are literally paid not to judge you, so yeah. it's it's yeah. like it's the perfect thing if you if you're just looking for someone to just talk to. Yeah, they yeah. are. They're the perfect sort of person because they ju- they they're paid to sit there and just listen. Yeah, I think that's really important. And they mm. they won't judge you because they know that it's yeah. You know, it's not normal, but it's you know, it's not. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay yeah. to feel like that. They know that yeah. it's. They won't judge you because if they do, they'll be fired as well. Yeah. That's probably <laughs> worth saying. Um, I think that, and then the final thing in terms of treatment, I think is something that is often seen as almost a, a admitting defeat, which is yeah. being on medication. And yeah. I think, and I think actually that if, if there's one thing that we can try and put across from this episode is that actually medication is not a defeat. No. And I think more people, you need to think about this the same as a diabetic that requires insulin. Yeah on a daily basis and an asthmatic that needs to take an inhaler in order to be able mm. to breathe. For people with depression and mental and so on, medication, antidepressants like it's the only way they can cope sometimes. Yeah, if you need if you need that one pill each day to be able to operate and function and work within the day, there is nothing wrong with that. There no. is no there is no embarrassment. There's nothing, you know, it shouldn't be a case of being judged about it if yeah. that's what you need then that's what you need and and if that's how you sort of can become healthy again everyone, everyone copes with it different if yeah. that's your way of coping yeah yeah and i saw an amazing video on facebook the other day which was um it was they they took the things that people normally say to people with depression or mental illness and the way that people behave towards people that are getting treatment for it and they put that into sort of situations where it was like someone has asthma or someone's got diabetes yeah. or someone's got like just a cold mm-hmm. and I they're like oh why do you need that medication you know can't you just go natural and just try and control it that way where the guy he breaks his leg she's yeah. like oh why don't you just stand up and walk why don't why not just stand up and walk, <laughs> walk. on it it's, like, it's a it's, broken <laughs> leg i can't it is it's re- not possible yeah, i've seen that it, it, it sort of brings it into a more humorous yeah. light but it, yeah. it makes fun of the things that people say yeah. and i think and that's I, really I think useful but then that's I, a good way of showing it like yeah yeah do you know how ridiculous it is to humorous, say to someone yeah Humor's Women. always a really good thing to use against this sort of ignorance where it's like if you just show how dumb this is, yeah. it it really works because you're just like, that's a really stupid thing mm. to say. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so dumb. Yeah, it do- it just shows how ridiculous it is. Yeah. And it seems to someone with depression, I think, to just say, Oh, be happy, I'll do this, do mm. that. And it's like, Well, I can't. Yeah, yeah, it's you not know, possible. It's not- um, so I think really that sort of covers everything we wanted to go through in this yeah. episode. I think, yeah. you know, we, we've gone through a lot of information in mm. a very short space of time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if you can take one thing away from this it is that you are not alone. No, Anybody are, that's yeah. dealing with these and so on, please, we're, we're begging you. Yeah. Ask for help. Go and see someone, talk to someone uh, and so and begin, begin that process to sort of getting better because no one deserves to, no. to go through yeah, life feeling like it's this o- yeah. it's okay that you're yeah. feeling like that mm-hmm. you just need to yeah. tell someone and they can help you yeah mm. yeah so a lot of people just think they, they can't get they help. won't necessarily be able to make it go away but they'll no. make it feel they like it's an okay thing to be experiencing and that's yeah. another thing that people need to realize it's it's not weird. No. It's not something it's, you should be no. scared of. It can, it's not something... It can be bearable. You yeah. can live with yeah. it. It's yeah. not... 
Yeah. yeah. And I describe living it, living with it, because I cope with it, because I can't um, take medication, because I'm not, I'm not allowed to, because they don't think it's severe enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I have to cope with it in other ways. So I watch films to try and deal with my moods. Yeah. I, I listen to a lot of music mm-hmm. pretty much all the time. Yeah. Anyone who knows me knows I always have my headphones in. This is why. It is very true. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, I, I describe trying to live with it in like a natural sort of almost a natural way, but I'm getting a lot of help through therapy. Mm-hmm. I describe living it with it like every hour someone will come up to me and ask, can I punch you in the face? And then I go, no, because obviously you don't want them to punch you in the face. <laughs> but they ask you every hour and they keep asking you every day and every day and every day, can I punch you in the face? 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 And they'll keep doing it. And then eventually after a while, you just think, well, maybe if I just let it happen, it'll go away and then it'll stop. And then... After you go, no, that's stupid. And then they keep asking yeah. and you keep asking. And eventually you'll just go, do it. Just just do it. Do your worst. And then it will happen. And then immediately afterwards, they'll be like, can I do it again? 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 And you have to try and be able to not necessarily even control it, but just sort of know that it's not something that needs to be present in your life. It's almost learning to coexist with yeah. it, isn't it? Yeah, it's in like in a whole other thing. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, please, please remember, guys, you can find sort of uh, website addresses and telephone numbers in the show notes for this episode, which you can yeah. find on felpamfm.com forward slash the big question. Lovely plug. Um, <laughs> Excellent plug there. I, I, I do my best. Pop over, uh, private, and, news. Pop over um, private news as well. Just, just saying. Just saying. Uh, Kieran, stop plug stop pl- plugging your I'm, podcast. I'm plugging a show I'm not doing. Should I just mention uh, Music plug, Mania plug. now? And yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Music yeah. Mania. Yeah, there we go. We're plug, uh, I'm plugging podcasts I'm not even on <laughs> anymore. On, on plug, that plug, note, plug. I'm going to put an end to this episode. Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, <laughs> please. Goodbye. Look after yourselves, yeah, people. Yeah, absolutely. Remember, look out for yourselves. Look out for one another. Be kind to one another. In the words of Tony Stark, don't do anything I'd do. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. There's a little grey area in there. And that's where you all need to operate. <laughs> and on that note, thank you very much for listening, guys. <laughs> and goodbye. Bye. See ya. Bye.